you're listening to episode number 16 of the Queen of Your Castle podcast. Thank you for joining me for part two of the sneak peek that I am giving you inside of the Stepmom Story Group Coaching Program. So if you did not listen to episode 15 from last week, I would recommend that you went back and listened to that because that question was part of this second part. Um, I mean, you don't need to, but it would probably be helpful to see kind of the thread that we're on and the things that we are talking about specifically around the module that we completed on values and our value systems. And what is it about our value systems that make stepmomming challenging or not challenging? What is it about our value systems that make life feel off or make life feel good? So go back and listen to episode 15 if you have not listened to it. If you have already listened to episode 15 and you are waiting or have been waiting for episode 16 to come out, here it is. So again, this is the second part of the live question and answer call that I do every single week inside of the Stepmom Story Group Coaching Program, where I help you and other stepmoms from around the world find that happily ever after that happily ever after that you thought you were going to have when you fell in love with a guy who had kids and then things changed. So without further ado, here is part two. Where would you take your life if you knew you could not fail? I get it. As a stepmom, mom, and entrepreneur, sometimes it can feel like what everyone else expects of you versus what you dream about for yourself are on opposite ends of the spectrum. As a woman, you're taught from a very young age what society thinks you're worth based on how you look, how you behave, and how much money you're allowed to bring in. But I'm here to show you that you can be the woman who has it all and not just on the outside. I'm Brittany Lynch, and you are the queen of your castle. How do you decipher if a value has played a detrimental part in your pa- detrimental part in your past experiences or current choices? Especially if you view the value highly and it's not a negative thing. Okay, I'm going to read that again. How do you decipher if a value has played a detrimental part in your past experiences or current choices? Especially if you view the value highly and it's not a negative thing. So this question has some similar threads to the last question. Uh, And my answer is that it's not about making your values right or wrong. It's about anchoring yourself to a value system that serves you. And so something to keep in mind is that along the way, throughout our lives, you and I and Sally and everyone, we've always made choices that we thought would be the most beneficial choices to make in the moment even if they were outside of our value system, even if they're way left field of our value system, we made choices because we thought that those choices were going to lead to the best outcome in that moment. So with that said, even if we act outside of the bounds of our value system, it's usually only temporary until we return to the foundational anchors of our value system. Because when we're so far outside of our value system, there's only so long we can work out in those bounds before we're like, something's off, something feels wrong, right? This doesn't feel good. 
So if I continue with the example that I gave in the first question and the answer to the first question, that job that I worked in with these psychiatrists who said, who examined somebody's mental health and then decided if that person could go to work or not, I would usually come home to, from that job in tears because it felt so bad to me. It felt so bad to me. It was awful to me. Why did it feel bad, right? Because it wasn't in line with my highest value of freedom. Why did I continue to work there, even though it made me feel as bad as it did? Arguably, looking back in hindsight, because in those moments, in the moments that I was there, I was placing values like reputation and social power ahead of my highest value of freedom. Because I worked with the best doctors in the province, right? I was getting to know the best doctors in the province by doing this. Like it was a very esteemed position that I held. So in those moments, I felt like this respect, this reputation, this social power that I was developing by rubbing shoulders essentially with these really important doctors. I thought that this was, I thought that this had, that this would contribute to my worth, right? However, those are not, those are not my highest values. Reputation and social power are not my highest values. Freedom is. So are reputation and social power still important to me somewhere in my top 100 values? Yes, probably, maybe some days more than others, but are they my highest values? No. Was I wrong for reaching for those values when I was reaching for them? Okay. Was I wrong for working outside of my value of freedom and reaching for those other values? Was I wrong? In my interpretation, no, I wasn't wrong. It was detrimental to me in the moment because I felt so awful doing the job that I did. However, the beautiful thing that happened is that it provided contrast for me. It provided contrast for me. I was able to take those experiences that didn't feel very good and say, hold the phone. I don't give two shits about reputation and social power, right? If this is how it feels to have that, then screw that. Like this doesn't serve me. So eventually I found my way back to this anchor of freedom, right? And now I work from the value of freedom way ahead of reputation and social power. Will that change? Maybe. Was it a waste of time? No, because there was a part of me that was always looking for reputation and social power. And then I tried that on. I tried those hats on and I'm like, this doesn't work for me, right? So to circle back to your question, is something detrimental if you have learned from it? Is something detrimental if it has provided you with a type of contrast that you would not have had had you not tried that area avenue on? Hat, whatever. If it teaches you, I most certainly do not want X. I want Y instead. Y makes me feel good inside of my body. X makes me look good. Y makes me feel good inside of my body. So I'm going to go with path Y. So if you highly value the value in question and you say it's not a negative thing, 
then what specifically is making you question the value? So for you, again, I know that your highest value is love. So love is arguably not a bad thing. Okay. But does love have the capacity to create strong contrast for us? And what I mean by contrast is that love can be really great or it can be really bad. And love can show us exactly what we want and it can show us exactly what we do not want. Right. So does love have the capacity to create strong contrast for us? Absolutely. Right. Some of the most difficult experiences in my life, probably in your life, probably in Sally's life, have been predicated on the value of love. Did that love feel detrimental at the time? Absolutely. Right. Did those detrimental experiences teach me what it was that I did want from love? Absolutely. Did those detrimental experiences turn out to be detrimental? No. It's contrast, provided contrast to show me what it is that I do want, what love does mean to me and what it doesn't and what I won't go, what I won't allow. So sometimes we can get really way too close to our lives, right? And we can't see the forest for the trees. So why don't you go ahead and post in the group and let me know kind of specifically which values it is that you're struggling with that you think that, you know, this has been detrimental, but I want to keep this value or maybe this value is detrimental to me now, or I'm not really sure because without like the specifics, it's kind of hard for me to help you work through that and help identify what these blocks are for you. So again, I want to reiterate, there's no right or wrong. There's no good or bad values. Every experience you've ever had, ever, ever, whether you consider that experience to be good or bad, has helped to shape who you are today. So if you want to try on a new value, try it on. If it doesn't feel good, scrap it, right? So again, take a big deep breath. Get out of your head. Get into your heart, okay? What feels good to you? What doesn't feel good to you? What have your values up to this point taught you about what you don't want? And what have they taught you about what you do want? How do you want to feel? How do you want to feel every day? And how can you anchor to your values to support that? without expecting perfection from yourself because you're a human being and human beings aren't perfect. So ultimately, how can you give yourself, how can you give yourself the grace that you need in order to explore new values and to try on new experiences? How can you test out a new value to see what it feels like to work from that place? Experiment. Like how, how will it feel to you when you're lined up with your values? How will you know when you're lined up with your values? What will it feel like in your body? What will your life look like? Hopefully like your vision. If not, maybe your vision has to shift. It's the thing about human, it's the thing about the human experience is that there's no one answer. There's no one direction to go. There's so many. And if you don't like one, you get to take another one. Like nothing's written in stone. Okay. I hope that helps. I hope that helps. Let me know if it doesn't. 
or let me know if you have more questions, post them in the group, send me a message, we'll chat about it. Okay, last question. Would you suggest that when we feel undervalued or unappreciated or cast out of family stuff, should we shift our mind to it being a boundary we are setting rather than bio mom or stepkids setting it? For example, with work, it's easy for me to set boundaries, yet they are on my terms. In a long, many-year journey of exclusion from my stepfamily, I finally last year gave up the need to be included, but ultimately it was me surrendering, and I still carry resentment to Biomom and have a hard time not resenting my stepson by association. I've realized I don't even look at him when I speak to him anymore. I'm thinking if I shifted my mind and made the rules or boundaries myself, maybe this resentment would go away. For me specifically, who values freedom and being similar to you, what do you suggest to move past this block or clamp in contentment? Okay, this is a beautiful question. And I think it is one that will help a great many stepmom. So my initial sense that I get from reading your question is one of rejection. So the words that you've chosen specifically that you feel undervalued, unappreciated, cast out of family activities, those specific words, that verbiage, to me, in my interpretation, and correct me if I'm wrong, but to me, that looks like maybe some or a whole lot of instances where you have extended love or you have extended help or you have extended grace and that was not reciprocated to you in the way that you had hoped and therefore you felt rejected and from that rejection resentment started to build okay so we do a unit on reciprocity in a couple of weeks so Keep that in mind that we are going to look at this reciprocity piece very soon. But in the context of this chapter and specifically related to values and knowing that you highly value freedom, uh, why don't we go here with this? So the value of freedom in my interpretation means that I am free to live my life in the way that serves me best even if other people don't necessarily agree with it or like it. Okay. So this value of freedom, this, my value of freedom, this is why I am an advocate for women's rights and gender equality and pay equality and why I am pro-choice and why I identify as a feminist, right? Because I believe in freedom for myself as well as for others outside of the confines of the systems that we've been programmed inside of, okay? And this is why I work with stepmoms. I work with stepmoms because of my highest value of freedom. Because it's important to me that stepmoms find freedom in their stepfamilies, if that makes sense. Freedom from anger, freedom from resentment, freedom to live their lives in the way that best serves them. And freedom from this common experience that probably all of us 
every stepmom has gone through at some point or will go through or has gone through or is going through this universal stepmom experience of where we tend to feel undervalued or unappreciated or cast outs, right? Like outsiders, like intruders. So helping people and learning to find, helping people learn to find freedom from that kind of oppressed place. This is an oppressed role in my interpretation. So finding freedom from that oppression is powerful. It feels good to everybody, right? So to answer your question, you say that you gave up the need to be included, okay? You said that you surrendered, but that you still carry resentment about the fact that for whatever reason, bio mom and your stepson have excluded you in the past. So I think that you're on the right track in recognizing and acknowledging that the way to tackle this is with a mindset shift, right? But it might be nice to explore this from a different type of angle. You're on the right track. You're definitely on the right track. You've come a long, you've come a long way. Um, you've done a lot of really great work to get you to this place. So when I say what I'm about to say, I'm commending you for how far you've come. So snaps. Okay. Um, but I think that the way that the, at least maybe the, it's just the way the question was asked, I think there might be some energy behind it. That's kind of like, well, he didn't break up with me. I broke up with him first, right? He didn't break up with me. I broke up with him first. Therefore he can't hurt me. So at least in my interpretation, and like I said, correct me if I'm wrong, this might be where some of this resentment is left for you and left lingering for you, okay? So we're going to be getting more into the specifics of step-family dynamics and relationships and reciprocity in a few units, okay? So we can go deeper with this specific relationship dynamic and what the specific relationship dynamic means to you in the context of you and your step-family. But if we choose to just explore your question within the context of values, because you hold a high personal regard for the value of freedom, what if you could try reaching for thoughts that were in line with your own personal value of freedom and also extending, making an assumption that maybe Biomom also has a value of freedom that she works from consciously or unconscious, subconsciously, right? So for example, some better feeling thoughts that you could try on, just try them on, chew on them, let go of the ones that don't work for you and chew on the ones that do. So for example, on the note of freedom, some better feeling thoughts could be like, if I value freedom to live my life the way I choose to live my life, then maybe there's a possibility that other people also value freedom. And by valuing my own freedom, I am free to respect other people's choices that create a sense of freedom for them. Or another one to try on, be like, if there is a possibility that other people value freedom and that other people want to be free to live a life that makes them feel the best, maybe there's a possibility that those people are acting within a value system that feels right to them. 
even though it might not necessarily be right to me. And isn't it great? Isn't it amazing? Isn't it wonderful? Isn't it so liberating and freeing that humans have the freedom to choose a life that feels best to them? What about, because I'm big on acknowledging the feelings that are around whatever this is that you're going through, not whatever, I didn't mean like that dismissive, but like acknowledging feelings is important. So reaching for in line with freedom and this resentment piece and not saying she broke up with, he broke up, I broke up with him first. What about reaching for something that would be like, I'm allowed, I'm allowed to feel upset when people reject me. But by their rejection, this opens up a space for me in which I'm able now to invest my own time and energy into the lives of people who are willing and able to receive the love that I have to give. Okay. So you're allowed to feel upset if you're rejected, when you're rejected on your interpretation, but when people reject you, right, they're freeing you. If somebody doesn't accept an invitation to love them, if somebody doesn't accept an invitation that you extend to help them, they're doing you a favor. They're giving you freedom. They're giving you freedom to do better things that serve you better with your time and energy. It might not feel like a gift at the time, which I said, like, which is why I said, acknowledge that feeling of rejection, acknowledge, go through that, those body sensations and process that. However, now you have another space opened up in your life. It doesn't have to be who's right or wrong. It's just a new space now to occupy with things that make you feel good. Another thought you could reach for is like, I'm always free to invest my time and energy into people, places, and things that contribute to my sense of peace and purpose. Okay. I can always choose to do with my time and energy what feels best for me. I'm free of other people's perceptions of my value. I am free of other people's perceptions of my value. So how does it feel in your body when you reach for thoughts like that? You know, that line up with your value of freedom and that shift, because you're right in saying, I want to take responsibility for this feeling, right? So how does it feel when you shift that responsibility of these feelings back onto you, therefore giving you the power to decide, the freedom to decide where your energy goes afterward? So you're definitely on the right track with uh, shifting that responsibility onto yourself, like I said. And so I would ask you to explore what comes up for you, what comes up for you in this, and then uh, reply in the group so that I can help you move through it. Because there's is a complex question. I hope that I gave you a good starting point. So that's what I've got for you ladies for today. Um... Next unit is coming out at two o'clock. I still have to upload the video. So that'll be up shortly. I'm going to do that as soon as we get off or as soon as I get off here today. So the workbook is up. There are some apps recommendations that I have for you to download. I don't get a, I don't get a commission or anything like that. They're just apps that work for me. Um, yeah, let me know. So we're going to do habits. Habits is next week starting today. It's a, hu it's a huge unit. The video is an hour long and the workbook is long. So it's a big unit. It's important. But after habits, the week after that, we have reading week. So we're going to have a week off so you can like play catch up, take a breather, 
get through your homework, maybe go back and revisit some questions that you need help uh, doing. So I'll still be coaching throughout that week, but you're not going to be getting a module after next week, just for one week, take that week off. And then we'll get started into like the meat and potatoes of like step family stuff after you have this groundwork laid. So as always, let me know if you have any questions. Thank you for tuning in. I love you so much. I hope that things are good for you. I hope that if they're not good for you, that you reach out to me and reach out to each other. Like one of the best things about this stepmom story is the community. And I really hope that you are forming relationships inside of here, outside of here, in any capacity that it looks like for you to feel supported by women who are cheering for you and who are on your team because you deserve it. You deserve a bunch of women who are saying, go you. So go you. I'm so proud of you. I'm so proud of you for doing the hard work. I know this work doesn't feel good. I still go through this work and it still doesn't feel good a lot of the time, right? And it's like, we spend our whole lives creating this concept of who we are. And then we go plucking away these things that we've put in place to keep ourselves safe. And we're like, holy smokes, right? So I get it. I know it can be overwhelming plus everything else that's going on in the whole entire world. Um, yeah, it's a lot, but you're doing great. You're doing so great. You're doing such great work. So I'm really proud of you. Thanks for being here. If you have any more questions, please reach out to me or post in the group. And I will see you on Monday. So there you have it. Behind the curtain, what goes on inside of your stepmom story. And I hope that through episode 15 and this episode, episode 16, that the questions that our members asked were able to help you and serve you and help you realize, you know, where are some areas maybe that I need to focus on? What is my value system? What does my value system mean to me? How is my step family lining up with my value system? How can I, how can I reach for happiness, for joy, for pleasure? How can I reach for myself, even in circumstances that maybe that would feel challenging without a different perspective? So I hope that you have a lot to think about and uh, that you're going to, you know, maybe put some pen to paper or spend some, spend some time in meditation and really let this sink in uh, to get the most out of it. And one last request before I wrap up this episode, if you have not already taken the time to leave the podcast a rating or a review, please, it would mean the absolute world to me if you would take five seconds out of your busy, busy day and leave me a rating, leave me a review. The more ratings and reviews that the show gets, the more stepmoms like you that we can help together. As always, if there's any burning question that you have left, please reach out to me on Instagram at the step queen. And I would be so thrilled to get to know you better. I'll see you back here next week. Same place, same time. I hope this episode got your wheels turning and showed you just how powerful you are. I would invite you to take 30 seconds and tap subscribe to this podcast. When you subscribe to the podcast, then rest assured you will never miss an episode. And in no time, spinning your wheels will be a thing of the past. Thank you for listening and subscribing. And if you enjoyed this episode, it would mean the absolute world to me if after you subscribed, you jumped on over and left me a five-star review 
and better yet, a written review. I am on a mission to let every mom and stepmom know that you can create the life of your dreams. And I need your help to change the world. The world needs us. Thank you so much for subscribing and leaving me a five-star review. I will see you next week, same time, same place. For more behind the scenes action and to get really up close and personal with me and our beautiful step family, jump on over to Instagram and follow me at the step queen. Don't be shy. Send me a DM. Tag me in your posts. Tag me in your stories. Let me know what you're up to and what about the podcast has been blowing your mind. I cannot wait to get to know you better. And Instagram is my jam. I love you so much. I love you so much. Make it rain, girlfriend.